once again <clears throat> welcome uh, to this glorious podcast where we talk about different issues ranging from technology to tech news to entertainment to fight games and all lot of other discussions around uh, cyber threats and cyber security around the world and this is the part two of the uh, discussion we've been having about uh, cyber attack uh, the mitigations the impact and the history how it affects organization around the globe and what we can do to mitigate our, uh, about this uh, form of uh, attack going forward now remember we talked about uh, the description how it works and also where we stop is uh, about the technical details in how it works and just to give you a preview or create a scenario of how this not petia uh, or petia as you may call it uh, work according to the NCCIC they received a sample of the not petia malware variant and performed a detailed analysis on it and based on this analysis NotPetya encrypts the victim files with a dynamically generated 128-bit key and uh, it creates a unique ID of the victim. However, there is no evidence of a relationship between the encryption key and the victim's ID, which means it may not be possible for the attacker to decrypt the victim's files even if a ransom is paid. It behaves more like a de- uh, destructive malware rather than a ransomware. Um, and for me, it should have been called a, 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 distri- a destructive, a destructive, since it's a destructive ransomware. NCCIC observed multiple methods used by the NotPetya to propagate across a network. The first, and in most cases, the most effective method. It uses a modified version of the Mimikat tool to steal the user's Windows credentials. The cyber threat actor can then use the stolen credential along with the native Windows management instrumentation command line, that's the WMIC tools, or the Microsoft System Internals Utility, uh, PSExec, to access other systems on the network. Another method for propagation uses the Eternal Blue Exploit tool to target unpatched system running a vulnerable version of the SMB version 1. So if your system is not yet uh, patched against the SMB uh, Eternal Blue uh, Exploit, you are a candidate. In this case, the malware attempts to identify other hosts on the network by checking the compromised system IP physical address mapping table. Next, it scans for other systems that are vulnerable to the SMB expert and it installs the malicious payload referred to the malware report MFIL 101302295 for more details on this method. Like I said, it moves in a lateral movement following your network for it to be able to identify 
other system that on patch or other system that has access that it can gain access to its uh, um, administrative rights and also makes use of the WMIC tools for it to be able to run on, on them. The analyst analyzed a sample of the NotPetya encrypt the compromised system files with a 128-bit advanced encryption standard that's AES algorithm during runtime. The malware then writes a text file on the C drive that includes static uh, Bitcoin wallet location as well as unique personal installation key intended for the victim to use when making the ransom payment and the user's Bitcoin wallet ID. NotPetya modified the master boot record MBR, to enable the encryption of the master file table MFT and the original MBR and then reboot the system. Based on the encryption method used, it appears unlikely that the file could be restored. Even if the attacker received the victim unique key and Bitcoin wallet address, the delivery mechanism of the NetPetya during the 2017-June 27 event was determined to be a Ukrainian tax accounting software, MEDDOCS. The cyber threat actors use a backdoor to compromise MEDDOCS uh, development environment as far back as April 14, 2017. So mind you, it has been there for two months. The, 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 the Russian uh, acting has have gained access into that uh, ME doc uh, for the Ukrainian tax authority two months back before the attack was uh, launched. So they make use of it as a backdoor for them to be able to come in, go spread the attack, you know, use it as a recon for them. This uh, backdoor allowed the threat actors to run arbitrary commands exfiltrate files and download and execute arbitrary exploits on the affected system. Organizations should treat systems with MEDDOC installed as suspicious going forward and should examine these systems for additional malicious activities. So even presently or then, MEDDOC uh, installed uh, softwares were number one threat, number one suspicious threat because they are found, they were found to be the carrier of the uh, NotPetya uh, ransomware. And for us to be able to uh, examine and understand the impact of this NotPetya, we have to dive deep, deep down into how it affects organization and uh, government prostators. According to multiple reports, this NotPetya malware campaign has infected organizations in several sectors including finance, transportation, energy, commercial facilities, and other healthcare. While these victims are business entities, other Windows systems are also at risk, such as those that do not have the patch installed for the vulnerabilities in MS-17 uh, space 010CVE-2014 0144 and CVE 2017-0145 and those who operate on the shared network of affected organizations, they are strictly uh, a candidate candidate for this uh, form of attack. The negative consequence of 
malware infection include this temporary or permanent loss of sensitive or proprietary information disruption of regular operations financial losses in call to restore system and files imagine that huge amount of finance huge amount of downtime for you to be able to restore back from even if you had a backup for you to be able to run you format your hard drive put it back you don't even know if those uh threat actors are still in your network if they still have the back uh back door into the network what was the guarantee that if you format that hard drive or the servers that that attack will not repeat itself so this potential arm to an organization is huge and in a report published by wire a white house assessment pegged the total damage brought upon about by this uh not petia to be more than 10 billion us dollar this was confirmed by former homeland security advisor tom bozet who at the time of the attack was the most senior cyber uh, security focus official in the, uh, the Trump US government. During the attack, initiated in 27 June 2017, the radiation monitoring system at Ukraine's Chernobyl nuclear power plant went offline. Up to six hours, several Ukrainian ministries, banks, metro system were also affected. It is said to have been the most destructive cyber attack ever. Among those affected elsewhere, including uh, British advertising uh, company WPP, MyScline. Wow, that MyScline was greatly affected. And you know MyScline to be one of the largest uh, export and importation company uh, working with huge vessels, massive, massive vessels containers, trucks around the whole globe. American pharmaceutical companies, Mark & Co, Russian oil company, Rusev, although it is told that its oil uh, production was unaffected. Multinational law firm, DLA Piper, French construction company, Saint Gobain and its retail and subsidiary outlets in Estonia was also affected. British consumer goods company, Rakit Bentners, Germany Personal Care Company, Bessendorf, Germany Logistic Company, DHL, United States Food Company, Modellers International, American Hospitals and Operators, all, uh, Heritage Valley Health System, the Cabris Chocolate Factory in Obert. Tasmania is the first company in Australia to be affected by this petrol. On June 28, 2017, JNPT, India's largest container port, had reportedly been affected with all operations coming to an, a standstill. Princeton Community Hospital in rural West Virginia will, uh, will scrap and replay its entire computer network on its path to recovery. So you can imagine, begin to imagine the huge impact that it has on different organizations around the world, different impacts it has. The business interruption to Maersk, the world's largest container ship and supply vessel operator, was estimated to be between 200 million and 300 million in loss in revenue, which was later estimated to be over 800 million US dollars. Wow, 
Wow, that is huge. That is extremely huge. It's shy of 200 million to be a billion in loss. The business impact on FedEx is estimated to be about 400 million in 2018 alone, according to the company's 2019 annual report. So you can begin to imagine the, the, the impact of this threat, of this attack, the damage. It's not as if you can still pay a ransom for your data. All the whole of your data is in completely written off, completely destroyed. Jens Stoltenberger, uh, NATO Security General, uh, Secretary General, pressed the alliance to strengthen its cyber defense, saying that a cyber attack could trigger the Article 5 principle of collective defense. Modela's international insurance career, Zurich America Insurance Company, has refused to pay a claim for cleaning up damage from not prior infection on the ground that North Korea is an act of war that is not covered by policy. Modelas is suing the Zurich American for 100 million. That, I believe that has their an insurance company. But Zurich wouldn't pay because they term it to be a global attack. It was a global attack. So they, they, they were not uh, open, open or planning to pay a dime for this attack. So really, you can begin to wonder how massive this attack was. Assuming it happened at the, during the, this time of the pandemic, imagine how devastating it would be. In fact, some I, I, I'm sure of so many organizations that will never be able to recover from it, from the financial loss they will have. For us to be able to gain understand a grasp of this, we have to go back in time to also understand again, once again, all over from the beginning. Because as countries around the world fight increasingly destructive cyber attacks, we gather that Wired investigated that this was the most devastating cyber attack up to date in the history of cyber attack in the world. The cyber weapon, as it was formerly called, not Petya, it started in June 2017, like I said. It quickly spread, paralyzing major companies, including FedEx, Mike, Musk, the world's largest shipping firm, ultimately causing more than 10 billion in damage. Are you getting what I'm saying? We didn't know when this happened at that time, the kind of devastation it actually inflicted on these companies. We are just getting it. It was said by Andrew Greenberg, one of the senior writers in, uh, in Wired, that this was Russia military intelligence hackers unleashing a piece of malware using zero-day vulnerabilities, vulnerabilities we haven't patched in our system that we maybe can't patch or maybe have patched but couldn't patch or that was still yet to be patched. 
<coughs> and or that was part or, or but that was part but yet to be updated by companies. He explained. So it spread unintentionally to the rest of this world. It was meant to be a cyber war attack on their enemy, Ukraine, that is the Russian military. But it turned it uh, it, it end up being an attack on the whole world. It end up being an attack on the whole world. But what can be done? What can be done on this? What can be done? And as it was said, this was an ultra sophisticated hackers that were you know, working for the Soviet Union, the Sandstorm you know, Department of the Soviet uh, Military uh, Union. This is you no. Know, this was not uh, something that we can just reference to mask alone. They had offices in Ghana. They have offices in Nigeria. They have offices around the globe. Imagine the huge downtime, the loss and call by these organizations. Backing up your system, making a copy offline, these are cumbersome, but we have to go do, do it. This is the only way forward, in my own opinion. But we have to do it. But aside that, what can also be done? Let's not talk about the mitigation, what can be done? How can we mitigate against this uh, form of threat? Now, when this attack happened, it was later found by security analysts, security experts, that this particular uh, file or data in a system that once this special uh, malware come in contact into any system, it first of all look for this uh, particular file. If he doesn't find this file, then it go and ahead and you know uh, uh, engulf and you know uh, encrypt the system. But if it found this particular file in that system, it can't run. It won't be able to run. And what is this uh, file called? It is called pf.c. Pf.c, or it can also be called pfc.dat. That is. P E R F dot C or P E R F C dot D A T Pepsi dot C dot that rather and uh, Pepsi dot uh, that and Pep dot C in the Windows installation uh, directory. This could be found in the payload. So if the uh, not payer find this, the payload won't run. It will stop it from running. The email address listed on the ransom screen was suspended by its uh, provider, Postio, for being a violation of its time of use. As a result, infected users could not actually even send the required payment confirmation to the uh, perpetrator, that is, if they eventually paid. They can't send the evidence of payment to the perpetrator because their email have been pulled down. Additionally, if the computer file system was FAT-based, the uh, master uh, file uh, table encryption sequence was skipped and only the ransomware message was displayed, allowing data to be recovered trivially, very trivially, for you to be able to recover it. 
Microsoft had already released patch for supported version of Windows back in March. That's uh, uh, like two months before the event, March 2017, to address the Tana Blue vulnerability. This was followed by patches for unsupported version of such of Windows XP in May 2017. That was uh, May. So before June, when that global attack was sent, the patch for the uh, uh, Eternal Blue has already been sent by uh, Microsoft. But enough, enough, a lot of organizations were yet to patch their system. It was still early, it was just a month. In direct wake of WannaCry, where I believe that based on the extent of damage uh, Petya has caused so far, uh, though it appears that many companies have put off patching, despite the clear and potentially devastating threat of similar ransomware spread, some enterprises may still consider it too disruptive to install updates on certain systems, either due to possible downtime or compatibility concerns which can be diplomatic in some environment. What give a fuck? Sorry for my French, man. Who gives that concern when you know that if there's an attack because of an unpatched uh, system, unpatched uh, uh, device, it will cause a, a huge uh, downtime financially and uh, also on the, on the functionality to the company. It costs a lot to the company. And to just sum it up, uh, the recommended uh, step for prevention, according to the US SAT, that's the US CERT alert on the increasing threat to network infrastructure devices and recommending uh, mitigations. They, they, are, they, they encourage people to practice this. You are to ensure you are fully patch system in your organization. You have fully patched your system and confirmed that you have applied the Microsoft patch for the MS-17010 uh, SMB vulnerability dated back in March uh, 14 up to that one in uh, May uh, 2017. Make sure that it is totally patched. Conduct a regular backup of data and test your backups regularly as part of a comprehensive disaster recovery plan. Ensure antivirus and anti-malware solutions are set to automatically conduct regular scans. This is what we have talked about. Ensure you have an anti-malware. It's enough. Organizations just think that they, once they have an antivirus, they are safe. It's about time we start looking into anti-malware, anti-ransomware. And start looking for endpoint, endpoint agents. These are endpoint agents that can act against zero day, that can actively and proactively source for threats, that can um, check on threat behaviors, analyze uh, behavior by conducting uh, sandboxing into the cloud and trying to run that particular file system in the cloud and finding that the behavior, if it has a behavioral movement that have a suspicious attack, uh, have a, sus a suspicious behavior to, 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 to a, a suspected uh, known bad malware, it quickly uh, quarantine it and it ultimately delete it immediately before it, uh, it works. Making use of Sophos endpoint is a, big, it's a huge 
huge and uh, reputable step, in my own opinion. Because once it detects that, it quickly uh, stops that uh, malware in its tracks and uh, decrypt any uh, files that was uh, encrypted, it will decrypt it. We have to start manage uh, encourage the use of manage the use of uh, privilege accounts. Implement the principles of list privilege. Do not assign administrative access to users unless absolutely, unless I repeat, absolutely needed. Those with a need for administrative accounts should only use them when necessary. Configure access control, including file, directory, network share permissions with the principles of least privilege in mind. If a user only needs a read-only specific file, give him only read specific, don't give him rights to those files or directory or share. Give him read-only. Limit people to only what they should have access to. Limit them to only what they should have access to. Utilize host-based firewalls and block workstation to workstation communication to limit unnecessary lateral communication. That is what I'm just saying. Make use of endpoints that has literal movement protections. Endpoints that has literal movement protection like Sophos that can Sophos intercept X that can stop our malware moving from an infected system onto uh, the shared network. It automatically isolates that system from the rest of the network by putting on uh, protection, uh, lateral movement protection, and it stops the movement from its track. It does not have access to move to any other system for you to be able to uh, uh, remediate that uh, system and put it back on the network. Secure use of WMI by authorizing WMI users and setting permissions. Utilize host-based firewalls and block workstation to workstation communication, limiting unnecessary lateral uh, communications. Disable or limit remote WMI and file sharing. Disable it or limit it. Block remote execution during PS exec. Segregate networks and function. Put them on uh, VLANs. To segregate it, VLANs is very, very important. Organization must start looking into villains. There are firewalls that, that incorporate villains, such as Sophos. Adding network devices and secure access to infrastructure devices. Perform out-of-band network management. Out-of-band for network management. Don't just give top management access to anything. Only give access to those people that should have access into the network. Not people that uh, not everybody should have access to uh, even the top management. Not every them, uh, every one of them should have read, read, read and write access. Only give read and write to those people that are, and for specific uh, uh, things that they should have access to. Validate integrity integrity of hardware and software. Disable installation of software. Disable it. Disable SMB1 and block all versions of SMB at the network boundary uh, by blocking TCP port 445 with related protocol on UDP port 137-138 and TCP port 139. This applies to all boundaries and devices. But mind you, there might be 
at some network layers, network uh, maybe uh, implemented by your firewalls or by the shared network for you to be able to have access to, for you to be able to, you know, have open uh, ports for this particular port. But make sure it is only being accessed by those that should have access to it, not everybody. I repeat, not everybody in the organization. Implement a security incident response and business continuity plan. It's very, very important, ladies and gentlemen. Ideally, organizations should ensure they have appropriate backups so that there is response. Their response is simply to restore the data from a non-clean backup. So that if, in case we have this form of destructive or ransomware attack, because we do not, uh, we do not uh, uh, preach on uh, paying ransom. We do, we, we, we stop, we preach against it. So we don't uh, support paying ransom. You can still uh, get your your system back up or uh, up online. It only requires a, a, a downtime. But let your backup be responsible. Let it be uh, uh, available and fire away detached from your network so that there's no lateral movement into it. So, for us to be able to conclude this, we have to be able to understand how can organization better uh, secure? How, what can the government do? What can we do for Russia, for countries like Russians? Because it is totally uh, unacceptable. Need to we, we, what we need to do is first send a message to countries like Russia that this is unacceptable. This kind of reckless attack can happen again. Cause it can happen again because there's no deterrent. Nothing is done. Just like the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, nobody is going uh, taking uh, uh, China accountable for this negligence. So because of this uh, negligence, they believe they can do it. So people should, that time people, organization or countries should be held accountable, responsible for their act. This is not normal. This is, cannot continue like this. Why are they doing this? Well, a lot of reasons. But one is because there's no deterrence. Yes, no deterrence. Because there's no deterrence, I can repeat it again. You cannot attack me. You cannot do anything against. So, if some a country like Russia is being is being is being deterred, is being is being sanctioned, countries like uh like China is being sanctioned, then other country, other individual, other people, too will sit tight. They will know that if they are caught, they also will face the wrath of the law. So, until there is a deterrent, this will continue to happen. Until there's the deterrent, this will continue to happen. So, but as for me, I, will, I, I would like to hear your thoughts. What can we do? Please share your thoughts. Send me your thoughts. What can we do? How can organization, how can they better prepare for a ransomware attack? And another thing, can software and network security companies better act in a proactive way to better predict and mitigate against this series of threats. In my own opinion, instead of the uh, security operation centers, the SOC and the NOT, 
waiting to find solutions to threats, so, trying to combat. Why can't they work on creating this form of attack and also find solutions to it so that whenever, whenever other threat actors also come across this uh, attack, there is already a known uh, solution to this. There will be a known solution to be able to combat this uh, form of attack. That is my own take. So that when these people, they are con constantly, you know, learning. Cyber threat actors, they are constantly, you know, uh, improving. They are constantly looking for better ways for them to be able to perform their, uh, uh, their, 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 their criminal, their cyber criminals and cyber bullies. So we, as a de defendant, we, as a security expert, we must continually work to be ahead, to be two steps ahead of them. So before they can come up, come up with it, let us also come up with it and also look for the solution in our created uh, solution testing environment. So that when the, whenever this thing is leaked, it is being used on, 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 on the general public, there's already there's a ready-made uh, solution to it because these are man-made uh, these are man-made threats, attacks, and the, these are man-made uh, solution that should be uh, applied to it. So thank you very much for this uh, time listening. Uh, this uh, podcast has been brought to you by uh, Anchor, the number one uh, stop for anything uh, for a podcast and hope to catch you on the next one thank you very much till I come your way I remain your humble self Femian. <laughs>